few things I want to say this morning before we get rolling on our message about moms. Uh, and this is especially for moms what I want to say. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, thank you abundantly uh, on behalf of your kids and really this church uh, that we are thankful uh, that you have and are attempting to, even as we speak, uh, fulfilling your God-designed role uh, as mom. I think that uh, you can replace uh, anything in life. You know, we, you can take things out and put something else in. It's not a big deal. But moms are important. Uh, moms are irreplaceable. And uh, we just are grateful here at Bear Valley Church that uh, we have moms here who who love being moms, who struggle being moms, who will fight to be moms. And so I wanted to tell you on behalf of the church here, we are thankful. Your kids, no matter what age they are, <clears throat> they need someone pulling for them, cheering for them, and uh, uh, wanting them to succeed. And uh, what a great thing that is uh, for moms and the role that God has given you. Uh, I see it all the time uh, on young and old, and I, I'm thankful and encouraged by you women here at Bear Valley Church that you uh, do this, that you're active being the moms that God has called you to be. I realize, too, uh, that there are women here today that have wanted children, and God has not seen fit at this time uh, to bless you with children. I want to encourage you as well this morning, uh, don't give up, don't give up. Uh, I realize that... Um, this is one of those things that could cause discouragement to you and probably does. But I want to encourage you, don't give up and don't stand still either. Uh, it's easy to uh, think about what you don't have, but rather uh, to focus on what God has laid before you, the opportunities. And God can make your life sweet as he gives you opportunities to serve him in what he puts before you. I want to encourage you to fill your days uh, with loving those who are younger than you, uh, whether they be peers or whether they be neighbor kids or kids from the church here uh, that need some help. Uh, look for opportunities. I want to also talk to, I know that some moms here today, today is hard uh, because your uh, kids, uh, if I can say it bluntly, have been a pain, uh, have been trouble, have been a heartbreak to you. I want to encourage you with this. God still has you fighting, doesn't he? And he wants a mom that will fight for her children. And I want to encourage you to never give up on them. Uh, as God gives you breath, uh, continue to hope the best for your kids, to speak to them about these things uh, when they don't want to hear it and when they do want to hear it uh, both times, uh, that you would continue to fight for what's best for your children. This morning, uh, I, I want to talk about God's goodness, God's goodness. And uh, I do think this fits into Mother's Day, and hopefully by the end you will see it as well uh, as we look to our God being a good God, a kind God, a merciful God, a great God. Let me pray for us and ask God's blessing on our time. God, as we come before this topic of you um, we ask that you would enlighten our minds, that you would connect that which we're struggling with today with your goodness. And God, thank you uh, for the grace of the gospel, that you loved us so much that you sent your son, that even in our worst failings, 
Um, because of what he did on the cross, we are covered. We're right with you. And that's based upon your goodness and kindness. Uh, God, thank you for this morning. We ask your blessing on our time. In Jesus' name, amen. As we talk about uh, goodness and greatness, I realize that all of us, to one degree or another, are searching for goodness. We're searching for it. We're looking for it. We're not looking for that which is bad. We're looking for that which is good. And as we look for that which is good, most of the time we find that which is bad. Uh, we look in our world and we, we have this great optimism and we have this great idea that everything is going to be great. And we look to the world and what do we find? That which is bad. That which is bad. That which is discouraging. I know that many days I've woke up and I said, today's going to be a great day. Today's going to be a good day. And as I look out throughout the day, things come up. And I look out into both our, my immediate world and the world around me. And I see that which is bad. I'm looking for good, but I find what is, which is bad. We, we seek to accomplish things that will make us feel great. And we might, uh, we might accomplish them. And yet, right after we accomplish them, what happens? There's a sense of emptiness. Of going, oh, well, what's next? We feel that sense of emptiness. I know that we look to our families, uh, to that, this, my family is going to be a good and great family. Everything is going to be perfect. And that's just tough, isn't it? There's many things that we, we plan for events and we say, this is going to be perfect, or this vacation, or this event, or this picture. Uh, I, pictures are tough, huh? Family pictures. A lot of touch-ups needed, right? Uh, I, I know I've looked at some pictures uh, that I've taken and been a part of, and I remember what was going on that day. And you kind of see a smile on your face, but you remember what you were thinking, and it wasn't necessarily uh, matching the smile on your face. It's hard to find that which is good. Uh, sometimes we, as we are looking, we find that which is bad. Sometimes we look in our, inside our kids and we look for them to fulfill all that we find to be good. And sometimes they let us down. Uh, and and we, we know about that, right? Because we've been kids too, right? And we know that we have failed our parents over and over again. That there were days where we caused them tears just as our children have caused us tears. And so... Uh, we're looking for goodness. We're looking to find it. And I want to encourage you with this this morning. Often I, I hear moms say in an event or a time and a place, I was a good mom or I was a bad mom. And I want to kind of move us away from that. And I want to say, God has not intended for us to evaluate every little instance he has not intended for us to evaluate ourselves and have this kind of introspection that puts ourselves on the stage. But rather, He's called us to look to Him. And I, I want to speak to us, those who are looking for goodness this morning, and I want to point it out clearly. It is found in our God. He is the one that is good. 
We're going to be in the book of Psalms this morning. And uh, if you want to start at Psalm 119, verse 68, it'll kind of be the framework by which we go this morning. And, and I want to focus in on these these verses from the book of Psalms. They're all from the, the book of Psalms. And we could have gone outside the book of Psalms, and there are more than enough in the book of Psalms to talk about for three or four weeks, okay? There's many verses in the Scripture talking about the goodness of our God. When I say God, I'm not just talking about the God that you want to have. I'm talking about the God of the Bible. The one who He has self-described Himself. He, he has shared with us who He is. He has inspired men to write it down. And so this morning we can reflect on who He is with confidence. In Psalm 119, verse 68, God's Word says this. And if those of you who know about Psalm 119, it's the psalm talking about the Word of God or the words of God as He has shared with Him, with us His thoughts. Psalm 119, verse 68 says this, You are good, you are good, and do good. Teach me your statutes, or teach me your laws. Teach me what you have said, you have described for us. It says, you are good, speaking of God, and that what He does is good. And that I would even add a third, that what He says is good. What He says is good. It's interesting that uh, apart from our uh, experience, if we had never experienced God being good, that does not mean that He is good. And it doesn't matter if we even, uh, in our judgments, uh, deem what He has done as right or wrong. That doesn't uh, stop Him from being good. God is good. There's an important uh, fact of that that you need to uh, apply to any and every situation. It is not that God is bad, it's that the situation is bad. And that maybe the way you're looking at this situation is bad. Because God remains good. But I want to tell you, uh, it's hard for us to know Him as good apart from what we see Him do what He has done for us. And so this morning, we'll spend the bulk of our time looking upon the things that reveal God's goodness. God's goodness. If you want to turn over to Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is a psalm speaking of our creation and specifically in the womb and and the, the beauty of it and the intricacy and how God is not uh, distant from the process of a baby being born, but is intimately involved. He is the creator of life. And in Psalm 139, verse 14, he says this, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. When I think of the goodness of God displayed, He displays it in the creation, the unique creation of human man, of people, of individuals. As we see babies being born and we're thrilled with it all the time around here, we uh, have 
babies coming into the church for the very first time into the, the family in this home and they're thrilled. You look at these little babies and there's a, they're amazing. They're amazing. Not because they do anything or because they've done anything, but because of God's unique creation of them. God is good. When you look at a baby, when you get to hold a baby, some of you shouldn't be trusted holding babies. But when you get to, to remind yourself, this is a visible representation of the goodness of God. This shows me, this is His work. And this shows me that He is a good God. His unique creation of of people, of man. God does this. This is His work. Uh, This is not anyone else's work. And so... I don't want to talk about things in our world today and things that are bad, but I, I want you to think, who's in charge? If he is the creator, if he is the one who has fashioned these little ones, he is the one who has made them, uh, he should be able to decide what goes on, right? Second thing I want to point out to you, if you turn over to Psalm 23, those of us who have grown up in the church, we struggle with this verse because we... Um, it says Shirley in there. Who's Shirley? You know. But but he's saying confidently, confidently, I know this to be true. I know this one thing I will be able to see. As a shepherd looks upon his sheep, as as he knows that the shepherd is over him, it says this. Verse twenty, chapter twenty three, verse six. Surely goodness. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to tell you that His goodness, we see it chasing after us our whole life. It chases after us. It follows us. It's this picture that sometimes we're running away and God is chasing after us in His goodness. He's saying, I want to be kind to you. I want to be merciful. I want to be a God that is good to you. Can you recount this? As you look at you, you haven't lived your whole life yet. But as you look back, can you see His goodness chasing after you all the days of your life? Even when you were in dark places, even when you were doing things that you shouldn't have been doing, His goodness was chasing after you. We see His kindness displayed in that God does not give up on us. His goodness chases His people for life. Skipping over a few chapters to Psalm chapter 25, chapter 25, verse 7. We know this, uh, important part of His goodness, His kindness, His mercy displayed. Psalm chapter 25, verse 7 says this, Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Sins of your youth. Uh, Some of your youthfulness went on a lot longer than others, right? Uh, we struggled getting out of those youthful years, right? The sins of our youth sometimes went past our youth. Uh, 
And, and there were dragging on and there were sins that marked us. And the reality is that God should have thrown us aside. He had reasons to throw us aside. He had reasons to do away with us. But what displays His goodness? I'll tell you. His forgiveness of you. His forgiveness. But He says, I'll cover your sins. I'll cover your sins. In the New Testament, we know how He does that with the blood of His own Son. He says, I will forgive you. I will not hold you. Uh, as you think through the past, um, do you struggle with regrets? Do you struggle with any regrets? Do you remember days where it gives you shivers to think about those days? You, you, you see you know, a picture or you see a car or you remember a place. And you, I, I remember speaking to one of godly ladies of our, our, our church and I, I mentioned a city and she just goes, oh. And I said, why? And she says, ah, dark days I spent in that city. And, and, and those are the regrets that sometimes haunt us and, and chase us down and feel like, or like, oh, I can't get rid of them. I want to tell you, His goodness, His goodness is displayed in His forgiveness. That, that the reason He forgives you is because of His character and that He is good. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions, According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Remember that steadfast love. We'll get back to that in a bit. Um, so it's forgiveness. We move on. Uh, Psalm chapter 65. Psalm chapter 65. And, and I want to tell you again, uh, this is maybe a third of the goodness passages in the book of Psalms, okay? A third, maybe not even a third. I didn't count them out and do the math, division and all that stuff. But uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. God's goodness to us. In Psalm chapter 65, verse 4. I love this one. It says, Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. How is God's goodness displayed? In our satisfaction. In relationship to Him, we, we can be satisfied and, and we can have the sense of wholeness and goodness coming to our lives and we can go, yes, I love what's going on. How, where is that found? In Him. In Him. Most of us struggle with the idea of being satisfied and not reaching out for more and being uh, depressed and discouraged. And, and, and we, we say we can't find it anywhere. I want to tell you, it's found in His goodness. It's found in being connected with Him, being part of His household. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house. This morning... Uh, if you're struggling, I want to encourage you to be satisfied in Him. And you say, well, what if I'm not satisfied in Him? Uh, if, you ha if you're not satisfied in Him, you haven't eaten at His table. 
You haven't sat by him. You haven't looked to him for your satisfaction. You've been eating someplace else. You've been chasing after something else. It may just be an idea. It may be some possession. It may be some thought in your mind. But he's the one that satisfies his people. His goodness is displayed in that he satisfies us who are not satisfied in ourselves. As we move on, um, and you can go to Psalm 118, but you could also go to Psalm 100. You could also go to Psalm 106. You could also go to Psalm 107 or, or you know, these, these it's everywhere in the book of Psalms. This, this exact idea over and over again. And it should be our battle cry when we consider his goodness. Psalm 118 verse 1 says this, So give thanks to the Lord for He is good. He is good. For His steadfast love endures forever. God's goodness is shown in His love for you. His love for you. And many people have tried to describe His love as that of a a love of a mother for their children. And how that all works out. And yet in, in the book of Psalms, it, it's this idea of this steadfast love, this covenant love, this promised love. And what is it? It's a love that says, I will love you forever. I'll love you forever. I'm committed to loving you. Not on basis of who you are. Not on what you do but I am committed to loving you. This is how God shows his goodness. And over and over in the book of Psalms, this idea that we should give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. It's his love. God's goodness is shown in his love. And you can also say this. It's not just his love. It's his eternal love. If someone loves us for a moment and a time, we should treasure that. We should treasure that. We should uh, accept that. We should love that they love us. And that should mark, that's good. But what makes God's love for us so great is that it's forever. It's for this life. It's for everything. He doesn't love the little children only. He even loves the middle schooler. That's amazing love. He loves the high schooler. He loves the college student that's away. He he loves the the one, the the single person. He loves the married person. He loves the the young mother, the the young father. He he loves those who are empty nesters, those who are retired. He loves for a life. This is the kind of love that God promises us. His goodness is shown in His eternal love for us. That even beyond this life, that He has promised that His love will be displayed forever. I want to tell you that that same love is good enough for generations. It's good enough for generations. We we sometimes see our life and even our eternity as a starting at one point and, and going on forever. But But the impact of our life will go on beyond this. 
good enough for our children. It's good enough for your grandchildren. His love will continue to go on. I want to just say this briefly, and this kind of uh, fills our thought from uh, the psalm that I shared with you earlier, Psalm 119, the verse. God is found in His Word. His goodness is found in the Word of God as well. He, As He shares His words, Psalm 119, verse 39 says this, Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your rules are good. Uh, are rules good or bad? Bad. Oh, I hate rules. I just hate them. Why can't I do my own thing? If you were nice, if you were nice, you wouldn't make any rules. That's the way we feel. Or you'd make rules for other people and you'd just trust me with whatever I do. We hate speed limits. We hate deadlines. We hate all these things. And we're just going, you're just trying to be mean to me. I want to tell you the difference between God and every other rule is this. His rules are good. His rules are good. That's why we need His Word. Last thing I want to share, last verse I want to share with you is this. Psalm 34, verse 8. And this is quoted in the book of 1 Peter, uh, speaking of... uh, relationship with Christ. And I I love this because it's important for us to remember how this all comes together, comes together in relationship with this God who is good. Psalm 34 verse 8 says this, So taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. I want to tell you this morning, uh, you say, I I I don't see his goodness. Find it in him. Find it in Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Come be with Him. Spend time with Him. Taste for yourself. It's not looking from a distance and saying, ah, He doesn't look good. But to be in relationship with Him. Um, As we bring this together, I want you to ask the question, why Psalms? Why is this stuff in the Psalms? Why why the book of Psalms? I'll tell you why. Um, Psalms is the hymn book. It's the chorus book. It's the the music that they sang. And it connects two things. Three things, really. Maybe four. It, it, It connects the human condition. It connects us, people, real people, who are stumbling and fumbling through life. And... And secondly, it connects us with a world that pushes in, a bad world that pushes in, a world that seeks to crush us and and mold us and shape us into something different than God wants us to be. And it connects us with our God who is good, a God who is good. I thought maybe moms would like to hear this today. I thought maybe as you struggle for looking for goodness in this world, that I could just redirect your eyesight to your God who is good. And I know you will not be found wanting. Please let me pray for you. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the blessing of being with uh, your people and especially the moms here today. Lord, I ask that you would bless them
ask that you would give them encouragement to continue on. I ask that you would give them both uh, sweetness of, of memories as well as uh, successes uh, to keep them going today. God, I pray that you would uh, cement uh, your grace in their hearts, that they may not continue to regret and to beat themselves up over past failings, but realize that the blood of Jesus covers all. God, I pray uh, for those who are still wanting here today. I pray for them that they would trust your plan, that they would see you as good. God, I pray for all of us that we would not uh, look for good in other places which cannot satisfy us, but that we would look to you, our good God who loves us with an everlasting love. Thank you for this morning. Bless your church, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.